0: Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey listeners, Jeff Zinfer, welcome to this week's episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thanks for tuning in. So, question for you, do you ever feel like you never get Enough done in the day. Do you ever feel like you've got too much to do? Do you ever feel like the day is taking control of you instead of you taking control of the day? How about walking into your day with the best intentions, only to be sidetracked by other people's priorities and urgencies and interruptions that takes you off track, gets you off focus, focused on what's urgent rather than essential things needed to be done to achieve your goals. Hey, we've all been there, right? Some of us are there a little too often. You come into the office and you immediately get sidetracked by a loan on fire or urgent realtor call. You spend your day reacting, which ends up in now you're completely, you know, off course. And next thing you know, you get to the afternoon where you wanted to get some a lot of important stuff done and you don't And then by the end of the day, you realize you've never completed your key disciplines, you're missing, right? Those really core activities you need to be doing on a consistent basis. Well, if you can relate to that, and if you're a loan officer today, I'm sure you can, then this episode is just for you. My special guest, Todd Bookspan. Todd Bookspan has become a mentor of mine from afar for a variety of reasons. Um, Number one, He's got 25 years of experience as an entrepreneur and a business leader, and for the past 15 years as a mortgage originator. And he's built one heck of a successful team in the Arizona market, right? He grew a mortgage bank from five to 85 employees in four branches. And he took the lead role in developing and designing a coaching program for originators. And following his program, Todd coached his group of loan officers for several years, helping them expand their personal and team production, leading to being in the top 30 ranked mortgage originators in 2015 and yielding more than 540 closed loans and 113 million in loan volume. That is some, an impressive resume, people. And furthermore, Todd has recently become an executive coach with Building Champions, which is one of the uh, premier coaching organizations out there for mortgage professionals. And Todd recently rolled out a fantastic um, planner, if you will, Uh, for loan officers and for real estate agents. It's called win by noon, right? And the concept is winning the day by by noon. And so in this conversation, Todd and I unpack, right, what are some of the roadblocks that most originators and agents face when it comes to getting the things done that they want to get done? Why do too many of us get sidetracked by other people's priorities, by, you know, um, having their day explode on them rather than being intentional and being very focused and disciplined with, the activities and high priority tasks you need to do during the day. You know, um, some people refer, refer to this as, as time blocking, right? Maybe you call it priority blocking. I don't care what you call it. The Bottom line is you and I both know we need to be intentional about our day, about our calendar, about our activities, and we need to have structure and a plan, and it needs to be repeated, refined, and mastered over time. And so Todd and I kind of un- unpack this whole issue that uh, you know, as I ask him and I ask many, many other people that you know that are uh, what I would consider successful, highly productive originators. What's the number one thing that keeps them that blocks them from achieving what they really want to achieve as a high performance person, as a quote top producing originator? And more often than not, almost one hundred percent of the time, the answer comes back to effectively managing your priority. And taking control of your day and being intentional about your tasks and your activities, and setting up a plan in a system where you get your activities completed, where you build the discipline right to get done what you need to get done, knowing that every day won't be perfect. There'll be times when you do need to manage a crisis, right, or a file, or whatever. But having your structure, your plan, your intentionally designed calendar and activities in place, so you make the right decisions about how to take control of your day instead of your day taking control of you. Start to do that and you'll see amazing results. So with that said, let's get in to this week's show. Todd, welcome to the show. Super excited to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have you, man. I have been following you, watching you for some time. And uh, if anybody's not following you yet, Todd Bookspan, they will by the end of this session and they'll understand why they need to. So, um, as you know, I kind of do the formal—you know—already introduce people to who you are ahead of time. But um, why don't you just give us kind of the personal version of that? You know, who's Todd Bookspan? What's he all about? What's his uh, secret superhero strength?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if there's any superhero strength to talk about as a secret. Maybe that's what the secret is. There is none. But, <laughs> uh, but I I appreciate that uh, that intro. You know, I've just been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, kind of stumbled after uh, 10 years in the bike business and and going back to school to get my MBA. I stumbled into the mortgage business uh, about 16 years ago or so and uh, just loved the business from the get go. Really, really fell in love with it and uh, started really just as a producer. But I built a team early on. Everyone made fun of me. I was I was part time as a loan officer while I was getting my MBA at night. And I had a part time assistant and everyone else in the office who had been doing it for a long time. I thought it was crazy that I had someone to help me do things. But at that time, you know, we still had to highlight 1003s and mail them to people to sign and had someone to run my database. I just thought that wasn't the most efficient use of my time. And really over the next 15 years, really built a team, um, spent some time along the way, you know, with an, in a net branch that I owned with a business partner, um, spent some time along the way uh, building uh, in the Arizona market, almost 104 branches, uh, doing the recruiting there and really always kept a uh, focus on my team and growing my team as well. And um. Although I exited uh, taking 1003s last year to to focus on coaching, uh, my team still last year finished up the year at about 550
0: units, about 115 million dollars, and so. Wow. So uh, just to reiterate, for there might be a, a little bit of an audio challenge, but what I heard you say is you grew. Um, the offices uh, out uh, in your market to uh, over 100 offices?
1: Uh, that would have been awesome. No, we grew from four employees oh. in one office to almost 100 employees in four offices.
0: Okay, got a 100 employees, four offices. Sorry, my bad. But I did hear that the units last year, you said, was was how much again?
1: Um, for just my team last year, the units were 551, about $115 million. Wow, wow.
0: So, how long actively originating for you? Uh, 15 years in the origination seat. Wow, that's amazing. So, I know now you've transitioned over to be an executive coach for building champions. Is that right? Correct. And I can relate to that too, but I want for other listeners, you know, what was the motivation or the desire behind that?
1: Such a great question. And, you know, one of the things I was fortunate enough early on was to fall into coaching. And I say fall in because I didn't really know what I was getting into. But I hired building champions as a coach, uh, really, when I was in the business for less than two years. And Coach Bill Hart was my coach for the first four years. And then I was able to join a group, a smaller group. At the time, it was a little over two dozen. Now it's about 40 people in a group that they have called Master's Coach, which comes together once a quarter for a couple days, and really a high-level group of folks, and uh, really just helped me grow, Um, first and foremost, in business at the time. That was why I joined it. That was really my focus. But what I realized... As I was going through it, as I became a better human being right there, um, their focus on business and life really uh, was a game changer for me and just relationships uh, at home with my wife and kids as well as um outside of there. And um, and so, as I was kind of growing as an originator and working on what my vision was, I always knew someday I would be a coach and then, at one point, put, why wait on my mm-hmm. life plan and just decided to jump in and start uh, coaching earlier. And, you know, luckily, for me, I've got a great business partner and my wife who runs the team now so that I could step out and, and follow my passion and help other people grow.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And I can definitely relate to that too as well with the coaching thing. Um, I think it's it's inherent in, in the DNA for actually a lot of us in this business in an interesting way. Um, so kudos to you for really you know continuing to follow the passion and you're obviously very connected into the day-to-day activities of a, of a loan officer um, on a regular basis. So, You know, it's interesting how you came back on my. I mean, I knew I've known of you for some time, right? Being part of the mortgage coach ecosystem and all that stuff, and seeing some of the recordings you'd done in the past. But then you came on in a big way. All of a sudden, one day, Todd shows up with this thing called "Win the Day by Noon," and I'm like, "What the heck is that, man?" (laughs) (laughs) I love the title. So, so I, you know, I watch the videos and all that stuff, and I order it, and I dig in, and I finally understand this. And I and I love what you've done here is because you've taken what and you know this from coaching, I know this and everybody listening probably understands this at some level that the I like what you say on your web page, which we're going to put all the links in the show notes, but it's winbynoon.com, but you've got a quote from Jim Rohn on there which is either you run the day or the day runs you. And you talk about in the first couple pages of your Win by Noon manual, which we'll we'll unpack here in a second, but I want you to talk about your realization Tell me about that realization. Was it like, like a, an epiphany, an aha moment? Was it just after seven years of like, my gosh, there's got to be a better way? Where you realized like, you know, your biggest success was going to come from you controlling your day. So, can you share with us a little bit about how you re- reached that point? Yeah. You know, I've always been sort of a
1: productivity nerd. And I've always known that, you know, if I wasn't intentional about what I was going to do, that it would be, you know, kind of a train wreck from there. I'm super easily distracted you know, I think like most other people, you know, I was, I want to be a people pleaser. I wanted to help my uh, business partners. I wanted to help my clients and I always wanted to be available. And, and what I realized was is that that oftentimes led to frustration. I would get to the end of the day and I just really hadn't accomplished my most important task for the day. I might've said, Oh, awesome. I got to call these 12 people or I have to do these updates or, you know, do some outbound prospecting for new realtor partners or whatever it was. And uh, it was just so often that I didn't quite get there. And, um, after I got out of that, you know, spent five years uh, focusing on growing branches, and you know my team was still around, and I'm still involved day to day in that. But, um, but I, I'd stepped out of the full time originator chair. I was doing a little bit of both, and so when I got back into origination, when that company got sold, um, I really made this committed focus that if I was going to do it, it was going to be done differently. And so I ultimately learn to say no, which is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned to set boundaries for what my day was going to look like. And inadvertently, i had set up my calendar where nobody could schedule anything for me before 1130. Um, and so I did that so that I could actually make sure that I could every day get the on time done that I need to do right working on my business, I could get the proactive lead calls done that I needed to do that I needed to do for my business. And then whatever those other calls that I was going to do each day, whether it was, you know, update calls to my pipeline of of loans that were closing, whether it was an update calls to my pipeline of pre-approved borrowers or my realtors. Um, And then really just bookending my week with, you know, proactive planning on Mondays for what I had going on for the week ahead, just to make sure I caught up from the weekend. And then the same thing on Friday, right? A a review backwards, right? What did I do well this week? What didn't I do well? Are there holes that I had? Who else do I need to, you know, make sure that I connect with? And um, ultimately, you know, I didn't realize I sort of had created this new philosophy until I started coaching. And I realized that I had won my day by noon every day by being intentional, um, by setting boundaries, by saying no, and just saying, I'm going to be really pig headed. I'm going to make sure I get this stuff done before I move on to something else. I really was able to do my business in the morning, every morning. And then I also realized that I was supporting these big real estate teams. And I had other friends in the business who were also just, they were doing their work in the mornings. And those folks really all had a better business Practice. They they had a more relaxing business. Um, they weren't all stressed out, running around frantic. And and lo and behold, uh, coined it as win by noon, and and uh, created the planner. And and here we are today.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. So tell us why win the day by noon. What does that mean? Why is that important?
1: You know, I think it's such a great question. And you know, maybe maybe those of you listening can relate. I always woke up with the right intentions. I wanted to accomplish everything I planned to accomplish that day. Um, but what I found was, is that so many times I got so busy in my inbox, so busy reacting to phone calls and the text messages, kind of, as I was talking about before that, uh, that if I didn't like finish what I started in the morning, even though I said, oh yeah, I'm going to get back to that at two or at four or at whatever time it was, it was just really rare that I ever actually got back and accomplished that. And so as I was talking to clients who were asking me about my quote unquote success, if you want to call it that, um, I was realizing that they're all having those same challenges and none of them wake up and, and say, oh, I'm not going to accomplish what I want to accomplish today. They all wake up saying, I've got great intentions. I'm going to crush it. And then they get distracted. They get interrupted. They get phone calls and texts and mainly sucked into email. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just don't get it done. And so when I, when I look back and I realize, you know what I had my calendar blocked to eleven thirty. I couldn't do anything else until I did those things. That was my commitment, and I was super focused on it. You know, I realized I won by noon, and so I do have other people who tell me that they're that they're successful at you know working in the afternoons and getting everything done. Um, but that's few and far between. And so I think you just have to look at yourself and say, hey, um, is this a philosophy that I can? I can try my will and adopt it. And uh, I'm telling you that is working for people. And so I would give it a shot. Does that help?
0: Yeah, it does. And so let me hit hit you with a question that I'm sure you hear in coaching. And so do I, because I present this um, concept of time blocking. And as you know, people have various associations to those two words, time blocking. And here's what I often hear in coaching calls, right? Um, Yeah, but I got a realtor call or I got to take this loan app or... Um. whatever, fill in the blank. I hear excuses as to why time blocking doesn't work for me. I can't not be available. You hear that? What do you say?
1: You know, I say I totally get it, right? I've been there and I felt that way before. So I do understand that, right? I mean, there is this whole ideal that people want us to be available 24 seven. And that my question always is, is, is what happens if I'm, if I'm not, right? What I found was when I went to 45 and then I went to an hour and then I went to this whole thing where I blocked my whole morning, and, you know, there was no emergencies, right? There, there really weren't. What I found was if there truly was an emergency, if there was a, a loan with a problem or an appraisal issue or whatever, that well, they were always able to somehow get a hold of a team member or my processor. And so, I mean, I, I don't even know if I, I can't think of an example of that, but I'm sure that there were. And, you know, let's just say it was, you know, a couple times a year. You know, I, I just didn't have the discipline not to answer it. I picked it up and they were just checking in with me on something unimportant um, or the, if it was a client who was calling me, similar thing, right? They were just checking in with me on something that was unimportant. And If you're doing update calls every week and you've told your your clients and your partners when to expect those calls, then yeah, they still may check in every once in a while, but they're typically going to be patient and wait until then. If they know that you are disciplined and blocking your time, they're going to be okay leaving you a voicemail because um, they know that you're going to call them right back.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like what you're saying then for people to make this transition is um you've got to set up the systems and communicate properly to let people know you're trying to you're making this transition to more of a time blocked calendar. I don't know that you need to, right? There's going to be some critical people you
1: need to say this to, right? I had to tell my wife. <laughs> probably probably a good idea. Cuz they wanted to talk to me in the mornings, I had to tell uh, my team members, right? This is what I'm doing and I had to tell them why. If you don't tell people why you're doing it to improve hmm. your execution, To improve your business for not just you for all of them, then they may question it, right? You've got to empower those people
0: around you. So when I've talked to people about this, like in the case of you know people having expected a fifteen minute return call because that's what you've historically done in the past, do you advise though that people leave you know an intelligent voicemail recording? um, you know, that simply says, uh, you know, hi, this is Todd with ABC mortgage. You know, currently I'm, uh, you know, in, you know, block time focused, whatever you call it, right. Meeting with clients, et cetera, et cetera. I'll return calls between X and Y. I mean, does it make sense to kind of leave, or if you need immediate assistance about a loan and profile contact Jenny, my, you know what I'm saying? Does that, is that a smart strategy? Yeah, sure. Why not? Right.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a good baby step. I did that for a while where I would record a voicemail every day, telling people what my schedule was, mm-hmm. but you know, that was a lot of time and I'm all about yeah. saving time. And so if you listen to my voicemail during that time, it just said, you've reached Todd, you know, right. If you're, you know, and again, it had that same thing. If you need someone immediate to to call, or I also forwarded my phone oftentimes to an assistant so that they could answer, you know, answer those calls. I actually set up systems where my main phone number that you called in wasn't my cell phone. So, you know, again, that's probably a subject for a whole other call, but, but I didn't give clients my cell phone number. And so although there was times of the day where uh, my phone forwarded, I mean, i set up, I set up systems to protect me from myself, to make sure that I executed. Um, But, you know, I think that's a great opportunity. If you've got someone that you can forward calls to, uh, why not? Then leave that on your voicemail that they can do it. If you're super brave and you're not worried about who's calling you, you can forward all your calls or do what I did and you can set up a system where you've got a different phone number and then you can actually not always be twenty four seven because people don't actually all have your cell phone.
0: That is a shocking suggestion for many listening, I am imagining. Because I've heard it said before from L's of the well, if I'm not available, they're going to go somewhere else, and that's always a
1: possibility, right? I mean, if there's somebody, but you know, who does business like that is always my question, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that is, you know, that's the risk is is that someone is doing business that way where it's that hot of a call. What I tended to find was when I was working with agents. And sometimes it was newer agents and sometimes there's experienced agents who are like, I need you to talk to this person right now. And then I would drop what I was doing. I would call that person and they'd be like, Oh, well, yeah, I was telling them that I've got some credit challenges. I'm thinking, all right, well, what's the urgency around that? Mm. Right. I, I love helping people with credit challenges, but I could have actually called them tomorrow and I could have gotten their information or probably had a team member call and do that and then set up a a credit planner. But it was really rare that it was truly urgent. Again, you just have to look at your business and, you know, maybe again, you need to set up systems around that. And then I would say, does it have to be you? Could you, you know, have a team member do that? But, you know, ultimately, what we think and what reality are, aren't always connected.
0: Yeah. You see totally. that too, Jeff? Absolutely. Yeah. It's usually in the person's head and when they wind up uh, having a conversation with somebody that says, let's just say this is their core five or 10 agents and says, you know, Hey, I'm going to be moving to this kind of a plan for my business, blocking time. I know it's important to you as well, Mr. And Mrs. Agent, um, you know, but here's my commitment to you. So if you get my voicemail, right, et cetera, I think for, in some cases that makes sense to let those kind of right, really close partners know. Um, but that's a good answer. All right, so let's 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 talk about this. Um, let's transition into um, win the day by noon. This this wonderfully beautiful planner that I've got here in my in my hands, and I like the way how you've sketched out some some examples of what a good day time block looks like. And of course, everybody's going to have their own version of this. And you make a critical point of winning the day by noon, which is right, getting all those like Brian Tracy used to say, right, eat that frog first. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Getting all that critical stuff. Like I love you You have a morning routine, right? What is your morning ritual? Is it exercise, meditation, you know, whatever it is? Um, have that as a, as a way to set the stage for your success. And then you have these activities blocked out in here, like first thing in the morning, clear email and voicemail, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., lead an app follow-up, um, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got all of these like themed blocks throughout the week. So let's say I've come to you for a consultation. And I need help time blocking. How would you start with me? You know, if you were one of those people who
1: has no routine and you're just kind of winging it every day, then I would say, try this, right? Give it a shot. You can't just try it for a day and go, oh, that was really dumb. I mean, this Todd guy's crazy. No one can do this Um, because it's not true. I've got uh, super successful friends and clients who have been who have been doing this and don't make sense to you. That's okay, But try them first. And then you can always move the, the blocks around, right? It's kind of like Legos, right? You can right. put a, a red one on top of a, a white one and a blue one over here. And then maybe, you know, you just switch yours around different than mine.
0: Yeah. And I like how you have in the afternoon, like from 1.30 on, there's a block from like 1.30 to 2.30 that says react. And that that would be the time to react to those, you know, calm fires or whatever at various degrees or issues that are important, but not urgent because too often people are reacting in the moment when they don't need to. And that's why we lose productivity, right?
1: You're absolutely correct. And and that's really is what our business is. We're reacting to our partners and to our clients, you know, day in and day out. And, and what I found was, is that if you schedule your time to do that and, and reacting also was proactive meetings with clients, right? And so, you know, again, for me, client would say, awesome, I want to come in and do a consultation. I'd say, great. Uh, and then they would, you know, say, "Hey, can we do it at ten o'clock on Thursday?" And I would just say, "You know, what, I've already got a commitment." Then I didn't have to tell them the commitment was to me and my time block. I just said I have a commitment. Awesome. Hey, would would one o'clock work? And you know, ninety-nine times out of hundred, they said yes. And you know, I always say that there's going to be exceptions you have to make. Um, but I'll just tell you, for me, they were very few and far between, especially because I I had half a dozen people who could schedule for me, and they had to ask my permission to make an exception. But you know, if it was a big business development opportunity and they only could meet me before noon and we'd already thrown a couple other options at them, absolutely we did that, right? If it was a big client or an important client and they could only meet in the mornings, you know, absolutely make an exception for that. There was one day a week where I went to a Remax office meet or one day a month where I went to a remax office meeting the first Tuesday of every month. And ironically, that was the day that I typically failed to get all my update calls done. I typically failed to do everything else I was supposed to do that day. And so um, it was a perfect lesson for me, but it was a commitment I made and I wanted to keep that commitment. But once I gave that to someone else on the team and they had to show up there instead, then all of a sudden I was winning that Tuesday as well.
0: Mm, Yeah. That's so funny. I've had that experience this week with somebody who's got, you know, a call scheduled to meet with me. It probably happened more than once, but you know, or I get the email, it's like, hey, a client called and asked and said, you know, can they meet today at three? And that's the only time they can meet. I'm like, are you sure it's the only time?
1: (laughs) Well again, they they could be really busy. And so I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But in the end, I, you know, I often found that if I repropose a different time, they would say, "Oh yeah, that works." Right.
0: Well, you know what I'm getting. at? Most people just fold. They're like, "Oh my god, a client wants to be with." It.
1: Yes, yes. When, where? <laughs> exactly. And then they put off something that could be even more important, right? I mean, you know, going to their kids, you know, school soccer right. game or something like that. And so you, I just think you have to set those, you know, set those boundaries. It was really interesting. I was, I connected with a client, or I shouldn't say a client. She's just a a win by noon mm-hmm. uh, subscriber. Let's just call her that. And I connected with her because I'd gotten a large number of real estate agent orders for the loan officer edition of win by noon last quarter. It was before the new real estate agent edition uh, mm-hmm. that just came out was out. And I just had called her to, to find out to thank her because I would called a couple of the realtors and say, how'd you find me? And they'd met her at a conference and they thought it was really cool. And she had said how originally she thought she might be able to double her business this next year, but now she thinks she'll be able to triple her business because of win by noon. Wow. And so I called her for feedback and you know she said, I win my day by two. I'm like, all right, well, that's not quite as catchy as wind by noon. But I love the fact that she's doing it. She's been in the business for 25 years. And she said for the first time, not every day, but for the first time now, most days, she's getting done by two. And then she says she really doesn't know what to do at the end after two. She could actually go home, she says, at two o'clock because she's finally getting everything done. And so, you know, I love the success stories I love that someone who's been in the business for twenty five years right longer than I was in the mortgage business mm-hmm. and is willing to implement the changes um to try something different mm-hmm. to improve their day, improve their life improve their business
0: and that's a good transition so what do you hope to accomplish then with each of these different additions you've got a loan officer edition and a real estate edition and tackle whatever one you want first
1: well you know I just want to help people reach their potential right mm-hmm. whatever that potential is if someone says hey I want to be you know, a a $10 million real estate producer, or I want to be a $30 million loan officer or a hundred million dollar producer as a loan officer, whatever that potential is you're trying to reach. Let's, let's try to help you get there. Uh, the fun thing about it was, and I probably should have mentioned it before, but it would have been a shameless plug is part of the ways you get your best real estate partners to buy into the fact that you're blocking your time before noon is to share the real estate edition with them and, and get them, you know, on board with that as well. Because again, it was just an observation I had with, um, you know, two. Big huge teams. One of them did almost 900 transactions, uh, you know, a couple of years back. Um, and their whole team proactively lead generates every day nine to noon. Period. If you're on the team, they're in far west part of Phoenix. If you're on their team, you're going to drive, even if it's an hour. You have to be there, butt in the seat, um, proactively prospecting, you know, for that time frame. And so, you know, my goal is the same with both of them. Ironically, once I created the loan officer edition, because. I was a loan officer and I gave it to friends. I called it the rough draft. The first first person I talked to, said, when's the real estate edition coming out? And it was on my roadmap. And um, so we kind of accelerated that and, and had some great realtors who were kind enough to uh, test it out and, and give feedback. But you know, ultimately, I think it's a great tool for you as a loan officer to introduce to your real estate um, agents to help them grow their business. Mm-hmm. And you know, really in the end, again, I don't know that everyone's going to adopt it 100% the way that that yeah. we created it, but if everyone can tell me that they just did a little better each day because of it, then I think it's a big winner for all of us.
0: Okay, cool. So I really see a lot of um, opportunity for loan officers to. As if you know anything about me, I'm a big believer in teaching classes. It's a you know leveraged activity and adding value to agents. So I see this as a great platform for number one, LOs, right? Apply it yourself, right? Get get familiar with the, the content, um, and then start to offer this as a as a class you know, for agents. Do you see that as a viable road? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think you're right. You have to
1: adopt the philosophy yourself. You can't teach something that you're not embracing. So, you know, first off, figure out what version of win by noon, you know, you can adopt and, and really hit it out of the park with. And then absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity. Again, the loan officer, Mary, I mentioned before uh, the next time I got a huge group of realtors who ordered it. She runs a mastermind and they all bought the loan officer planner and they were all working off of that last quarter. Um, now they've all got the the real estate agent planner for, for Q4 and she leads a mastermind with them and they actually all talk through uh, win by noon together. We've got a PowerPoint that's available. So any mm. loan officer who wants to teach it to realtors, I'm happy to share that with you. Uh, we're doing uh, webinars all the time. So if you ever want to jump on one, we do one that's best practices for real estate agents. So you can get on there, um, watch, learn it alongside of real estate agents who are Learning it from me—that's the same PowerPoint that I'll share with you, so that you can teach it to them and be the expert yourself. But obviously, if you jump on that webinar, then you can certainly learn um, how I'm approaching it with them, and then you can just kind of swipe and adapt. Right? There's nothing mm-hmm. uh, that can't be changed in there to adapt to how you believe and what your philosophies are.
0: You say the that loan officer has a mastermind with the real estate agents. In what form is that? Is that in person? It's an in-person mastermind
1: that 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 she's doing, and I haven't gotten other details on yet. She and I are going to be uh, connecting. Uh, in the next about ten days or so, and I'm I'm definitely going to dig in and, and get more information because I think it'll you know probably a model that'll work. But I do have other loan officers who've um, purchased them. You know, we we created just for that reason uh, multi packs so that people could buy them in bigger groups. And I've got people teaching them in real estate offices. I've been requested to teach it in real estate offices uh, to teams and really just try to figure out how you know what's best to engage. And I think a lot of people just do it one on one, right? Just sit down with their buddy who's a realtor and and teach uh, him or her how to. Uh, use this to hopefully improve their business. Because if you can help the realtor improve their business, lo and behold, if you're their trusted partner, then guess whose business also gets improved?
0: Yeah. And so do you find that most agents are weak in this area of time blocking as well? Oh, absolutely. I think that they're oftentimes um,
1: equally or worse off in this area than we are as loan officers, primarily because we still get the benefit of the doubt from clients that we work Monday through Friday. Not all clients think that. You certainly have clients who call you at odd times, but they kind of still view quote-unquote banker's hours where, you know, realtors, unfortunately, I mean, their clients think that they're available 24-7. And so I think for them, it's even a bigger challenge, you know, and a bigger struggle. But they need to do the same things that we need to do. They need to be connecting with their database. They need to be connecting with their leads. They need to be connecting with their clients. Um, And so these are all the same uh, activities that need to be tracked. And so uh, we went through and really... I talked to the brightest minds in the real estate industry and saw what they were all tracking and came up with uh, changes to the original win by noon for loan officers to create sort of a custom version for real estate agents that track the most important
0: things in their business. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I know I asked you this question, I think when you and I talked before, and of course on this podcast, I, I interview a lot of top producers, uh, including people like you. And One of the things I find consistently is that anybody who's a, quote, high achiever, but also who's balanced, right, and where their business doesn't own them um, and they're not completely reactive and super frazzled and stressed every day, the thing that I find that's consistent through those people that meet that criteria is the ability to control their day and control their calendar and really manage their um, activities versus the other way around. And I don't know why it's such a struggle to have people get on that bandwagon, maybe you can shed a little insight on that in the last couple of minutes we have. Yeah. I, I still think it just comes where everyone's heart is,
1: right? We're, we're all people pleasers for the most part. And, and we all want to be there and be available and help people. And so, you know, I love that about all of us, right? I mean, I mm-hmm. think that as a general industry, we are people who are here to help. And so that's great news for the people that we serve. Um, but if we can't be okay with, it's not always, sometimes it has to be a no, never, but you know, if we're okay with saying no, not at this exact minute, but I can do it in an hour or no, not right now, but I can do it later today. Um, if you can get comfortable with that, then I think you can, you can progress. But I think that for me at least was the biggest challenge. And for a lot of the people that I talk to is they just really want to be there and make people happy. And, and I think you still can, I mean, no, one's going to be angry. Uh, if you say, gosh, you know what? I can't wait to help you. Um, where they get, goes to voicemail and then, but you follow back up and you're there to help them and you serve them at that time. I just think it's that whole idea of, you know, does it really need to be now Mm-hmm. And how can you script it better so that you can say, gosh, I'm really sorry, Jeff. I was busy earlier, but I'm so happy to talk, talk to you now. You know, what can I help you with? Mm-hmm. Right. They're probably gonna be happy. They're not gonna be angry. I, I just defined that that was the case.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, cool. So let's do this. Let's spend the last couple of minutes um, for those listening that want to learn more about what is this win by noon planner? If you could just, you know, walk us through how is it intended to be used? Of course, I love talking about
1: that. <laughs> you know, it's a
0: quarterly planner, right? Mm-hmm. So quarter four, right? We're recording this um, as we're heading, wrapping up
1: Q3 of 2017. So Q4 just came out. Um, And so every quarter it comes out. uh, Most of the people who've purchased it are using it. They're bought an annual subscription. So they just automatically come out every every quarter. It's just really designed where you're just being intentional about what your activities you're going to do to be successful as a loan officer. And so you're just going to set your intentions. It's got a quarter ahead planner, it's got a week ahead planner. So you start macro with kind of the big picture for the quarter. Then you really look at it this week, right? What are my important time blocks? You know, what is it that I'm going to do this week? You know, how many people do I want to reach out to How many people do I want to meet with this week? You know, how many leads do I, do I intend to get? Do I, do I want to get, do I need to get, um, because ultimately what happens is as you start tracking, so you're going to basically go in there, it's got a, a page for each day. If you can kind of imagine it's got your calendar for the day in there. Um, it's got my top three activities. It's got what I'm grateful for. And then really just start to track the activities that a loan officer does. Who am I calling? Who am I talking to? Who am i am meeting with? And then you're also tracking the results, right? How many leads did I get? How many applications did I get? How many of those applications turned into pre-qualified buyers? And then ultimately, right, where the money comes in, how many people did I close? And so really start tracking that ultimately so that over time you can start determining what your conversion rates are and learning from your successes and from your failures, right? It has a weekly review in there where you can kind of look at those, those things. But again, what I find is, is that if you actually know what your numbers are, which is really critical, regardless of the business that you're in right. is know your numbers, because in the end, if you know exactly what activities I need to do today, how many of, how many calls do I have to make in order to hit my closing goal at the end of the year, that would be great, right? There's nothing wrong with that. So members of my team, we've been doing this for the last few years, um, they know exactly how many dials they need to make in order to get the number of applications that they need in order to get the number of closings they want. So at the end of the year, they can mm-hmm. um, hit their, hit their goals. And so really create that planner that'll help track that also has some personal stuff that we talked about things like, uh, sleep and on time and annual mortgage reviews, things that I think are also extremely important, right? Your morning routine, how did I do? Um, and so I kind of pulled in some stuff that was not necessarily uh, mortgage related, but life related that, that people gave me insight that they would really like to have in the planner. and then you know, kind of the last thing I would throw out there, some people like, go, oh, I don't want to keep my calendar in there. Well, you know, I keep my calendar and outlook too. I live off my calendar outlook, but I also actually put it in here. So I have a visual of it. And again, that's probably one of the areas where someone says, well, I just only live on my outlook calendar. Great. then you can leave that part blank in your book, use it for notes. Um, but ultimately what I find is, is that when people have embraced the philosophy, start tracking it in here, it's really weird how many people are like, gosh, I never thought I'd go back to paper. Eventually mm. we will have version um, as well. But um, but you know the paper piece has kind of you know been kind of fun. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the quarter, as people wrap up to it, they'll they'll look at back at their quarter. They'll see where they need improvement, where they won. um, they'll look at what those total numbers of their business were, what their conversion rates were. and And ultimately, in the end, as we get this online community built, we'll be able to compare. if you're a loan officer who works only with realtors, we'll have a community of people. See how those conversion rates look because that's oftentimes a question I get. What's a good conversion rate? Well, kind of depends on your business. Do you work with builders? Do you work in a real estate office? Do you work with online leads? I mean, those would be all different buckets. And um, we're going to kind of create this way for people to track it uh, across the country. That would be kind of fun as well as that gets up uh, probably around the first of the year. But nice. hopefully that's a good summary of what, the, of what it does. You've got a copy of it. I mean, what, what have you seen it do?
0: Well, I, I mean, I'm just glancing at uh, you know a page right here, and I just I love the fact that it's really all encompassing. So first of all, I'm a big big believer in time blocking and blocking those 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 priority activities, and so you definitely need to provide a structure for doing that um, as we had talked about earlier. But then as you get into like taking a look at your day, I like the fact that you know you've got kind of a summary of the day at a glance, right? You've got your time block on the left-hand column with your high-priority activities by noon. Then you have a nice, like, divider where noon is, right? Let's win by noon. Make that clear. And you could even be having a lunch there because I see, hey, we got a lunch scheduled with so-and-so, right? Um, But what I like, too, is that it allows you to, at a snapshot, map out your day. Like, for instance, on the top, it says, today's top three. Meet with Brandy, right? Meet with so-and-so. I'm grateful for right? Fill in the blanks. So not only are you planning the productive activities of your day, like you've got an activity tracker. How many partner calls did you make? Okay. X marks the spot, right? X. X, X, X. How many lead client calls? How many quality conversations with a space for their names? Who are they? Um, live meeting spaces here on the page. Today's leads with name and email referred by and phone number. And then down the bottom of the page, right, is my daily activity goals. How many partner calls do I have as a goal today? How many lead client calls, quality conversations etc.? et cetera, live meetings, um, summary of my daily result totals, and then by the I get to the end of the day, this is what's cool, I get to my wins, right? Did I win on my morning routine? Yeah, check out the box. Did I exercise? Yeah. Um, was I on time today? Was I proactive? Circle. Was I proactive or reactive, right? Et cetera. And then what are the highs of my day? And I, it's like a complete, uh, on one single page, right, um, day in the life of somebody who's not perfect but making progress, right? No, I love that. I mean, and that's that's what it is, right? How can I
1: do better today than I did yesterday?
0: Yeah, and I, and I love it. And I think the written thing does have some advantages. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard that whole thing psychologically, right, about the, the um, retention and impact of something writing it down versus looking at a piece of software. Um, but of course, the software is portable, and so that's an advantage there as well.
1: Totally agree. And, you know, it's been interesting, too, because, you know, I often find now that people are going back and they're, you know, they're able to look at their accomplishments, see who they met with and, you know, really look and say, you know what, it wasn't a perfect week, but it was a pretty darn good week. I, I really did accomplish a lot. And, um, you know, we we got great feedback on the on the first edition um, this last quarter. And so the, the new edition that just came out um, adds in a to do, to call task list, and then a full page of notes for every day. And that was the only other thing where people were like, I can't write small enough to fit it all in here. And so, um, uh, so that was, that was great. of you were listening who gave feedback, really, really appreciate that. And, um, and ultimately, you know, it's just a, just a different approach, right? What's, you know, if what you're doing isn't working well, why not try something new?
0: Yeah. Speaking of trying something new before we wrap up, I know you are active, involved with uh, our mutual friend, Mr. Dave Savage, and uh, insane productivity, right? So, tell people a little bit about that. For those you want to have them check you out there as well.
1: Yeah, I'd love that. Thanks, uh, thanks for talking about it. It's just a we're a group of people who are trying to become more productive around business. Got a couple of what we call mentors, other people who've been through insane productivity, who happen to also be great mortgage originators, leading great teams, um, and then we have special guests on there. But really, it is a true mastermind. So you know, today was a perfect example where you know we did a recap over the last couple of weeks calls because we had had pretty some superstar guests on there talking on specific t- topics, um, and then we just opened it up to Q and A and had you know had people jumping in and joining us. And so if you're thinking about you know listening to all this and saying it sounds overwhelming, you know what's a good baby step to take? Then maybe jumping in on that on that webinar would be a good mm. way to to learn. And you can go to Dave's uh, Mortgage Coach YouTube channel, and and you can see some of the past uh, subjects there. And he's done a really good job of cataloging those. But we would love uh, to have any of your listeners join us there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's
0: YouTube.com forward slash Mortgage Coach. Um, Or you can just go to YouTube and search Mortgage Coach and that channel will come up. And definitely uh, one of the places I go to very frequently. And by the way, you said those uh, insane productivity calls are every Friday, right? Every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Okay, cool. Um, And I noticed you've also gotten started with video lately, huh? And so I I applaud you for sharing the blooper reel. That was awesome. Uh, I really wanted to know more about Peanut, the diaper-wearing chihuahua.
1: Yeah, you know, that was awesome. (laughs) That was for uh, Darren Hardy's uh, daily... Darren yeah, Daily. You won that. You know, I, I did win it. Thanks for your vote. If you voted for me, It was, uh, you know, Darren's uh, a friend and, and, uh, challenged me to uh, put in a video and my marketing guy, uh, I didn't intend to put in my bloopers. You know, y'all you want people to think you do a perfect job, but, um, nope, there's lots of, uh, lots of bloopers. In fact, I had to have him cut it down. It was so long, but yes, I do have a <laughs> chihuahua <laughs> who sadly has to wear diapers. That's super embarrassing for him and <laughs> I called up a her on there, which was even more embarrassing. So my daughter totally made fun of me for that too.
0: No, just, uh, you know, what I'm applauding here for you is your willingness to break out of your comfort zone. And so video, is that something new for you to integrate into your business? You
1: know, ironically, when I was uh, a loan officer years and years ago, like early on in video, I was an early adopter. i um, coach Bill Hart, who was my coach really oh, pushed yeah. me to do video. And yeah. I did a video called two minutes with Todd. And then um. Everyone told me that it was that people really liked it and watched it because it wasn't very good. Um, And I always kind of laugh when people said that. But they're like, no, 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 it's not that it's not good. It's just that it's you and you're raw. And if you make a mistake, you don't, you know, rewind and record. And I didn't have a fancy introduction. I didn't have a fancy, you know, end to it. And so I just tell people, you know we all look kind of funny on there, right? You know, mm. I realized now I got wrinkles and I realized, you know, one of my eyes opens more than the other <laughs> one and just thought, you know, it doesn't really matter. But, um, what I did find when I went to video was that people who would not read an email I sent them would watch it. And, mm. and so I just did a video and I did a recap of it down below and and certainly would be something I would encourage uh, someone to look, to try if they haven't done it. Cause ultimately what it did was it established trust faster mm. with anyone who saw it, um, because they already felt like they knew who I was.
0: Right. Awesome. Yeah. So, so good. Cool. Well, thank you very much for sharing your time. And for those listeners, like I said, we're going to put links in the show notes. Uh, the website is uh, winbynoon Any other place you want to give out for them to connect with you?
1: I mean, that's probably a, a great way to do it. You know, my email is just todd at winbynoon And sadly, since I'm the only person at Win by Noon, other than my marketing guy, if you call the Win by Noon phone number, even if you push zero, one, or two for your extension, they all do ring to me, and uh, you may get my voicemail because I am on the phone or I am time blocking in the morning, yes. but uh, certainly happy to uh, connect with any of you who think that this is an opportunity for you to grow. And if you think that this is stupid and just want to <laughs> challenge me on it, I'd love to hear from you. In fact, just as much, if not more um, but ultimately, I'm here to help people reach their potential. So anything that I can do to add value to you, um, would love to be able to do that.
0: Awesome. And of course, I always encourage my listeners to take advantage of the win by noon, take advantage of time blocking. Yes, it's going to be a process. It's you know growing and building a muscle, but it's going to be worth it because you're going to get control of your day and get more done and ultimately reach your goals. So once again, Todd, thanks for being here. Appreciate it very much. And for you listeners, as always, I appreciate you. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. iTunes, Stitcher, if you like this episode, leave us a comment and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio.
0: Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com.